come straight for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, men. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show, brought to you by Q42 on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast and podcast network my name is joe miller the host of the show and i'm here as always with the star of the hour the one the only mr john fina thanks for that wonderful intro mr miller (laughs) happy to be here with you it's good to be with you too yeah man like Time for beer 30, baby. Beer 30. Victory beer 30. Victory beer 30. Victory Monday. And I'll be honest with you, I get asked all the time about that intro piece. And just so everybody knows, that's Kyle Williams. And I know that Kyle Williams is not the host of this show, and the show's not named after Kyle Williams. The problem was, is back when John played football, they couldn't fit the cameras in the locker room. They were too big. They were just, they were enormous cameras because it was like so long ago. But now with technology, the cameras are, that's a bad joke, but it is what it is. It's terrible. <laughs> You're not it's a visual sorry. joke. Everybody's downloading this. Is like, well, I guess Joe's doing something with his hands other than picking his nose. As he usually might do. Said the guy that's constantly showing like blocking scenarios with his hands to the camera. Levels, what you, you want to do Levels. is you want to pop with the left hand while you're holding yeah. with the right hand you inside you the f- shoulder You pad. feel air. You feel space. You feel pads. <laughs> che, cheers to me. I don't know if I need this harassment. Now we're one to one. I think you're being negative. It's our, I'm not being negative. You're the one being negative here. Anyways, welcome everybody into the show. It's so good to have you. We are Super Chat Live. So if you've got a, a comment for John or if you've got a question for John, please feel free to uh, jump over to YouTube. Uh, click the Super Chat button. We will be sure to read it. Uh, we will try to get to some comments and questions if we can, if we have time. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about Q42. What makes Q42 our sponsor? Their barbecue sauce different from the rest? Well, it's made right here. In Western New York, with Western New York honey and real, actual, real ingredients, not chemicals, not fake stuff, not things that's bought off the shelf, made in weird factories, real ingredients. Even the ketchup and mustard is made from scratch. Where other guys add fillers like high fructose corn syrup, Q42 puts the time and effort to cook up a sauce worthy of the most serious, serious tailgate, of which the Buffalo Bills have, hopefully, two left. They've got one definitely this weekend, and if they win this weekend... They will have a second one after after that, uh, at least, at the very least. The the KC sauce is a crowd pleaser. The Carolina is a mustard lover's match. Go to Q42Barbecue.com to get yours and enter the the, the code FINA Show to save 15%. And, yes, we encourage you to yell it because it is in all caps right there below my name, if you can see it right there below I see name. it. Yep. There it is. So that's your name. That's your last name down there. It Chroma is. Code, FINA it is. Show. But, uh, John. 
we, we were already chatting before the show started that we're we're in a good mood. The Buffalo Bills won and they won in a different way and it was great. And we saw some things that we weren't really expecting. How are you feeling? I feel good. I, you know, I knew, I didn't know, but I suspected this team would go to the playoffs just as everybody else did. And I guess we kind of backed our way in compared to what every everyone's ex- expectations were of the season, including mine. I mean, I continually temper mine as, you know, habitually because as, as a former player, you just do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a real sigh of relief. Um, winning a, any game is hard, right? Yeah. So yeah. just getting into the playoffs, like step one, check this box. And they're there. So I think there's like a collective sigh of relief. I enjoyed a lot of the game yesterday. I watched it with my brother, my son, his girlfriend, and uh, it was it was it was all around fun. Yeah, for for sure. And I think, you know, as far as just expectations and where do we go from here, I think the big news is, and it's already in the comments section right now, they're asking about Ryan Bates. And the word is from Sean McDermott that he's day to day with a knee injury. And I don't, did, did you, you watch the game live? I know you said you reserved a table. I'm pretty sure you watched it live. Did you see him when he went over backwards? I didn't, man. I'm, I meant to go back and look at it, but I kind of had a, a, a rough day today, busy wise. Yeah. And just never, never took another look at it. You know, those things, I can't remember when it happened in the game. It was like the third quarter, but I can't, I can't imagine. And I would love to get your perspective because. It's one of those lingering thoughts that when it happens, I think about it. But he was so he's playing left guard, right? So he's he's blocking up and he he turns himself to his left around and then gets rolled up on the backside. And he you just see him basically flail and go backwards. And all you see is 71 as he lands on the crowd backwards. As soon as it happened, I literally yelled, Oh no. Like it was it was scary. So he's he's considered day-to-day. So I'll give the good news first. He's considered – he went out of the game. Feliciano came in. He's considered day-to-day at this point, which is great news because I still think, even after two quarters yesterday, that that's the best lineup that we've had on the offensive line. Question for you. You can't play football scared, especially at that level. But, man, there's got to be a thanking of God after every game that you don't get rolled up on like that because – these are 350 pound men, 320 pound men rolling up on the back of your legs. Like, can you talk about that for a second? What, what goes through your mind? Uh, I think that's more of a fan thing. I, when you really? get to the NFL, man, you've been playing football since the time you could tie your shoes, right? Mm. Either in the, the dirt yard with your buddies or organized football and youth football. And, you know, if you last that long, you don't think about it at all. It doesn't really wow. even enter your mind. You're not thinking, "Oh, what if I get hurt?" I mean, it just happens. You know, you yeah. don't you, you you don't see it coming, right? So right. you don't think about it. And I, I agree with you. Day to day is a good thing. If it were something more severe, we'd know. I don't think it, if they'd tell us it's day to day if he's going to be down with. Uh, it could be just a, you know, you you're an athlete. Sometimes you just you do something and. Uh, something pops you physically feel it and you audibly hear it whether that's a construct right right of your mind that you heard it pop and often it's nothing you just go what the hell was that that popped that popped and you're like hey i'm fine the damn thing works just fine maybe that was better i loosened it up i got a car accident about uh seven years ago i got rear-ended 
my neck for like a month before was kind of bothering me. And I'm like, uh oh, here it comes. And I get in this car accident. And for four days after the car accident, I was I couldn't move my right, neck. Right, I was right. like, this is it. I'm done. I'm going right. for surgery, fusion, posterior, anterior cervical fusion. I mean, the whole thing. Right. And then I woke up one day and everything oh. was gone. And my if my neck felt better than it had in a decade. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was, I was I was out dancing that night show. So you just never know. I, I yeah, they say he's day to day now and we play on Sunday or Saturday. Sunday, four twenty five. So I, I separated yeah, my shoulder playing he's sports. Good. I separated my right shoulder twice, my left shoulder once, twisted all kinds of ankles. I've got a left knee issue now that clicks, right? So my left knee clicks when I work out. And even if I just track my kneecap it clicks a little bit to which i've asked my physical therapist is this anything and he's like it's nothing i'm like how can it be nothing i think for me <laughs> there's, there's an expectation to getting hurt rolling an ankle there's an expectation to whatever well, like just I small mean, you, things you, but you expect it it's what, gonna but, happen but, but, but where just... i'm where i'm going is i think the fear for me is a fan and you said it like i think it's a mm -hmm. fan fear for me when when you guys get rolled up on from the back you're trapped like you can't get out of it. Like it's happening to you. And it's not like, you know, when you twist an ankle, your ankle goes sideways and it kind of boinks. Right. And you're like, Oh, that, that didn't feel good. Versus yeah. like those guys rolling up on the back of your legs and you're going over backwards, 300 pounds of you. It's just yeah, been, been there. Scary. Now I, I will add a caveat to the whole thing. Um, I think you do have an inkling of that about your quarterback for sure. Everybody else is pretty much disposable. <laughs> replaceable disposable john, shuffleable john shuffleable. said it not me the guy that accuses me of giving too much attention to the skill players just said that everybody's disposable but the quarterback <laughs> the paycheck the pay stub says it not me uh the paste well you know left tackles but bro if you if you played in this era I mean, come on now. The left tackles are paid well in this era. Yeah, everybody's played paid pretty well. So everybody's paid pretty well in this era. That's mm -hmm. absolutely true. So expectations. So coming into this football game, mm -hmm. and you kind of gave a couple of years. I'll give you a couple of mine. And if you've got more you want to pile on, you can. And let me pull up the banner real quick for expectations. Where are they? Off tackle. There you are. Thoughts on the game. So coming into this football game for me, as far as expectations go, I didn't think weather was going to be a problem. Um. You know, it was going to be 27 degrees. The real field was going to be under 20. I knew there was going to be not really any wind. But I don't, I'm not a believer that Josh Allen has trouble throwing football in the weather. And I'm going to be honest with you, after that game, I still don't think Josh Allen has trouble throwing in the weather. Um, he came out on fire. That one, I talked about it last night on the show. That one ball that he threw to Gabe Davis, his third pass, he threaded, he put the football through the eye of a needle. There was a defender on Gabe Davis's right on Gabe Davis's left, and he just hit him right in the chest with the ball before the two dudes even knew what happened. It was like, bang, it was on him. I went back and looked at that. Yeah, I think the only thing he could argue was he threw a couple, two or three lasers. But I that's, mean, that's the problem. There's an yeah. aspect of, like, I know his whole family was there. Britt Williams, uh, Brittany Williams' girlfriend has been posting the uh, last two days, yesterday and today, like, all the people that were there, his family, extended family. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice, but there was an, there, he was just, he was, I mean, Stefan Diggs walks away out of a plate shaking his hand. Like, my hand hurts. Well, it's cold and out, Joe. It is cold out. And I, I tweeted yesterday, somewhat sarcastically and just trying to be silly, 
at what point do the wide receivers go back to the huddle and be like, Josh, you don't you don't have to do that? Yeah, Does I don't even talk about that. So Does that happen? Well, I mean, they'll go up, they'll look at each other on the sideline and go, bro, you got to take a little off. You know, he's not really coming up and saying, you know, you got to take more off. They, they know. He knew. So they, they look at each other on the sideline like, you know, like mm-hmm. people do and just be like, come on, man. And that's it. I mean, that's the that's the beginning and the end of it. Right. And then you know, if Josh, Josh is Josh, so he's gonna go. Yeah, man, I I, I could have taken a lot off of that. Right. Now, when you're threading the needle, that's a different story. But a sure. couple of those. Sure. And then you know what I what I found to be interesting is like they, I didn't listen to the broadcast because where I was, I didn't get the the, the broadcast. But I went back and listened a little bit to Sanchez, which is just Awful. awesome. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, I kept saying he threw three interceptions, and I thought to myself, two tips and Beasley not going after a ball that was his. And the problem was those two routes were too close together. Yeah, one of those you know, tips, one of those tips as well. If I'm not mistaken, Beasley was interfered. Uh no, it was not the one. The one no. that Beasley was illegally contacted on the first one, so he was checked 15 down, 15 yards downfield when he cut when he made his break, and the defender checked him, which is a penalty. And they didn't call it. That one got intercepted. I think that's the one that he didn't go after. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think you can play fine in bad weather. I mean, there's always going to be. The problem is, like, you make you make a bad throw and it's bad weather. Oh, we can't throw in bad weather. And I've been, there's been plenty mm. of beautiful games where Aaron Rodgers has made a crappy throw. I sure. can't play in good weather. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I, so far, I, you know, I mean, how throwing more than 25 passes, who's ever – gone 25 25 nobody yeah so that's and that's the thing i mean it's and i said this last night as well so i'm 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 borderline moving towards team dome not because i I, I, i've been a season ticket holder since 97 i've been going to bill's game since i was a little kid the first game i ever went to was a bills versus minnesota vikings game on monday night football when the scoreboard was black and white like for like a million years ago um, I love the outdoor feel. I love snow games. I love all that stuff. But if we're going to do this and the weather is what the weather's been, I'm just leaning, right? So if Josh wants it, if he's going to be here for another 15 years, there's an aspect of me thinking, well, let's just give him what he wants. However, that's that's not at all what I'm talking about because Aaron Rodgers plays in the cold, right? Uh, all these guys, Tom Brady played in the cold forever. All these guys play in the cold. It just is what it is. But the game, I, I just felt like the Falcons had no business at halftime specifically being up 15-14. And I know the Bills were hurting themselves. You know, the Falcons did something in this football game that is really hard to do, and you can speak to this. The, the, the Falcons won the turnover differential 4-1 to one and lost by two possessions. Crazy, That's right? That's unheard of in the NFL. Crazy. I think I that, mean, yeah, that's hard to do. But what what the the metric that you have to throw in there is over 200 yards rushing. Yeah, that's what kind of flips that. That flips that back to like two turnovers. Um, the defense, it was a lot of bend, 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 don't break. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it, although it wasn't pretty, and it wasn't, there were there were some runs that were very unattractive. Yeah, yeah. For our defense, but when it when it mattered, they made it right. And and then when when we didn't throw a pick or or fumble the ball on a punt return. We converted some pretty nice third downs, and we converted some really nice runs. Indeed. So. Indeed, there was Indeed. there was a true balance to that game, and Singletary, you know, go back and look. I was just catching up on the running game before we jumped on the call. He headed downhill a lot, even on the even on the toss zone, uh, toss zone sweep. That's a lot of words. Uh, he was he was downhill, 
And uh, maybe Gilliam's presence on that really helps. Yeah. But he ran a little bit of inside power, a little inside trap. But his shoulders were, <clears throat> by and large, on the inside place, heading toward the line of scrimmage. You know, I, I described previously when he's taking the handoff and he's pointed out to the, to the tight end, the C-gap, how can he cut back to the backside A? But most of these plays, when you look at him, he's, he's chest forward yeah, and aggressive. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, something maybe clicking, confidence building. I don't know. I, I like it, though. I think can you got you to gotta have it. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Because we've lost connection to my camera for some reason, and I don't know why. So, That's which okay. is really weird. If you weird. can hear me, then people won't be tortured by seeing me pick my nose. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm cutting out early tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's nobody. It's nobody. It's, I'm going to get you talking here in a second to see if I can fix this issue. Is my, my camera blinked and then cut me off. At least I've got, like, a really stoic, like, I'm serious about the conversation right now in the picture. But <laughs> you too. You look very interested in what I'm now saying. I've got a, now I've got Bruce Nolan's avatar, which is really weird. So and I've got what is going on right now? What's the weather like? I mean, maybe your lines are frozen. Uh your browser has lost connection to your camera. Make sure you have the right camera selected. That's freaking awesome. Are we still Anyways, broadcasting? I'm current we 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 are still live. I'm currently Bruce Nolan, if in case anybody's wondering, edit audio avatar. So hang on a second. Let's do this just for the moment. Um, but uh as far as the game goes, and as we're talking about this football game, you know. We saw the Buffalo Bills do something yesterday that we have not seen them do since probably 2019, maybe even before in 18. They abandoned the pass, which I thought was pretty tremendous. Now, the Buffalo Bills, you know, clearly whether they saw something, I'd love to, I really want to talk about Devin Singletary a lot uh, in this game and just kind of what you saw between him and the offensive line, which you've talked about a little bit um, already. But it got to the point, as much as we heralded Devin Singletary, the run game, it just seemed like, and you can speak to this, we've talked a lot in our time together about cold weather games and just stuff like that. It just looked like by the fourth quarter, with it being real feel 17 degrees, Josh Allen coming downhill at them and Devin Singletary coming downhill at them, the Falcons just were at the point where they were like, I don't want to tackle this guy anymore. Did you feel that way? Or was it literally scheme stuff? The Bills were just out-scheming them. Well, they... I mean, you know, every time a play goes for a six-yard run, you have a better scheme than they do. And when it gets dropped for a loss, they had a better scheme. And they leaned on him pretty good. I feel like the Falcons, there was a little bit of, hmm, I think they weren't too thrilled in the mm -hmm. third quarter being there. But they really punished him. Uh, with respect to the way Singletary's running, <clears throat> I just see, like, this um, this thirst for that extra yard and a half. Right that we haven't always seen from him you know the downhill nature the pads down um and it's not always the first hit that's taken him down we've everybody has been a critic of him in the past you know he doesn't break any tackles he doesn't carry any guys and we, we got a taste of that in the last game and in this game we saw even more of it uh which i thought was incredibly encouraging they were not shy about putting ball in josh's hands and, and sending him through the line on a couple of occasions i wildly disagreed with it which means that I, in my mind, was very angry. didn't say anything. So they optimized the run, but I think by and large the best part of it was it was, it was truly downhill, truly dis, just uh, designed to head at the teeth of the defense. And it could have been a matchup issue. They felt like up front we were a better match uh, than we've been with some other teams previous weeks. 
And again, uh, like you said, I think the offensive line play, I think right now we got guys in the right position. They're looking pretty good. I don't know if you noticed this, but when Feliciano came back on the field, uh, he looked like he had put on a couple of pounds. I don't know if you noticed that, but he looked like he'd um, either that or he had like two pairs of stockings on underneath and two pairs of longs. I I promise you he gained he or he lost what was it 25 30 pounds in the offseason. I promise you in the last 17 weeks he's put weight on. I I guarantee you would know the the, the cold reality of whoa, I lost too much weight. I'm sure he's been eating. <laughs> right? Ooh, and, and, I'm jealous. I love those <laughs> days, man. Ooh, two strip steaks, three baked potatoes, a pile of broccoli, <laughs> three desserts, four appetizers. Right. Woo! So what I heard somebody on the radio today, I think it was Sal show, the extra point show, talk about how they were paying attention or were trying to pay attention. And it seemed like the blocking schemes were different, that the bills are offensively on the offensive line doing something different now. And we've talked at length as well, just about your recognition that the bills are trying to do almost too much, like too many different things from the ground game. Did you see a simplification? Did you see, are they back to pin and pull? I know there was, it, it it seemed like there was a lot no, of pulling I mean, going on I, yesterday. I just did a cursory look through uh, probably eight or ten runs, and I saw five different running schemes. Um, so I don't think that they're paring it down considerably. I, it could be attitude-based. Mm. I mean, there was – I never felt like we could not block the run. I, I just don't think that they were executing with the right will. I mean <laughs> – Man, the the running game in the NFL is a little bit like push the boulder up the hill, <laughs> you know. And it, it is uh, it's not a fun game, but when it works, you know, the hill tips the other way and the ball sure. goes down. And it's just sure. getting to that point can sometimes just be a monster. Yeah, I I, I just like the way that Singletary's hitting the line. Right, I think you're seeing a big difference. And it it also it also looks considerably like when we're calling the run for Josh, he's also not picking and choosing. Like mm. he's he's going, just going. It's, yeah, burst. it's not a dance, read read run. It's just a run. Right, it's a burst, and, and he's just going. It, it could be with Josh. I mean, if you look at the defensive makeup of uh, the Falcons, I don't think that they were big hitters on the outside. Yeah. Uh, so attacking them with Josh on the outside, maybe you might consider lower risk than, yeah. you know, bigger guys on the edges. And that could be, that could have been the, the thought pattern there. Great question from Andrew, uh, totally here. Where does Moss fit on this team now that motor has been playing well? What's funny is Moss played well yesterday as well in this game. Like yeah. he was avoiding con normally he cuts into contact and like, like tries to create contact. His vision seemed to be better. Like well, I mean, you know, that's a good question, but. Uh, you know, Thurman Thomas always had cotton behind him. I mean, we always had cotton. There was Kenny, always somebody Kenny behind Davis him. for yeah. you young folk. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Kenny Davis. We called him cotton. I mean, you got to have somebody behind him. It's just a function of who it's going to be. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of moves in the off season that need to be made. Some could argue that you need a feature back. And that Devin's not the guy, and neither is Zach. So right, right. then, you know, you're not in a position where you have to sign three guys because obviously one or two have to go. Brita, Moss, Brita, Singletary, Singletary, Moss. I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever combination. But uh, there's there's still a role because if you do get into a game, and now I think Devin Singletary rattled off about 112 or 104 yards. But if you rattle off about 75 or 80 in the first two quarters – 
that guy needs a blow. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to put him on the sideline. Next guy's got to step up, step up and do the same thing. I got to tell you, so it was, it was a good question, but he's there. He's just got to be number two. He was always supposed to be number two. Right. So now he's got to be number two of the vengeance. I got to tell you, uh, Jason Taylor in the chat was really funny. He said, uh, uh, game time feel 17 degrees, Josh Allen, Jersey 17. There it is. Josh overall rating for the game <laughs> <Right>. 17. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Sullivan, funny. who you remember from your days, who hasn't I have gotten, no idea who that is. Who hasn't gotten any happier since you were playing for the Buffalo Bills, still hates <laughs> the city and loves the New England Patriots, basically threw a tweet out there that just said that Josh Allen's passer rating was 17 today, to which I, re- I quoted it and retweeted it and, and just said, I think that number is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that number looks great. Well, to and me. again, like you said, okay, well, we had four turnovers to their one, and we still won the game. I mean, there was sheer will, and you know that that's when I see a stat like that, what I start thinking, some there were special things that happened. This was not a run of the mill game. Right. One, the team that won with four turnovers did a lot more crucial third down conversions. You know, acrobatic catches. Um, you know, yards after the first contact runs, you know, there was a, there was more will in that winning team. If you right. just look generally at a stat like that. And that's a feeling, you know, and I've said to you a lot of times, I'm pretty pragmatic. I'm a little kind of a, you know, emotionless, mathy kind of guy in my approach to the game. But in some instances, you know, that that's what that speaks to me. That And I hate the expression, oh, they wanted it more than you wanted it. No, they all want it equally. Um, but you might apply that kind of thought process in this situation. Yeah. Do you, this so, result part. So it, it's, I heard, uh, I heard some guys talking today as well about Ezekiel Elliott and how he doesn't look like he has that first step that he has had in the past, as far as whether it's injury, whether it's knee brace, whether it's whatever's going on. Uh, and they compared him to Aaron Jones from the Packers. So when Aaron Jones gets the football, he's gone, burst, gone. Whereas Zeke is a little bit, not sluggish, but it just, the pop isn't there. And Singletary and Moss, neither one of them are known for being bursty. We'll use the word bursty. Singletary clearly can make a guy miss in a phone booth. That dude, if, if it's one-on-one, you're not going to tackle him. He's going to get around you. He's going to get by you. He's going to make you, he's got that dead leg move that Barry Sanders had, which makes, has made two and three guys look silly at times in his career in Buffalo. Zach is a little different. Zach's more of a power guy downhill, just doesn't have the speed. Do you ascribe, can a guy, can a guy that doesn't have that burst through the hole presence, can he be a number one back in the league, whether it's one of these two guys, if they don't have that Aaron Jones, pick a guy that's like elite, right? Yes. I mean, for our, for our team, we can, I mean, yeah. we are pass first. We, you know, we are Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, yeah, Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, you know, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley kind of team. I mean, that's pretty incredible when you can roll off the quarterback and four of your biggest targets. And I didn't even name McKenzie. Um, yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal. So I, I think, yes. I mean, and, and, and if the circumstances are right, you don't need to be, you know, the, I hate to use your word bursty back uh, to make something happen because if things are going well in the pass game, you know, they tend to do well in the running game. Yeah, for sure. Again. uh, And, oh, you know what? I know you didn't want Singletary gone. I read that, um, uh, uh, Jason. So, no, I wasn't wasn't accusing you of wanting to cut anybody. I was just going around and around. 
Love it. Eric Farrell with the Super Chat. Eric, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Happy New Year, fellas. Hey, John, is our offensive line turning a corner, or is it just a bad defensive line on the Falcons and a line just looking to contain New England? Well, I'm not your stats guy, Eric Farrell. Thank you for the question. So I can't really tell you how well the Atlanta D-line has been playing. I don't think that they they didn't surprise me in any way, and there, there wasn't anybody on there that flashed in my mind that I was really fearful of, but so the answer is both. I don't, I don't like to call anybody bad in this league. I mean, that's sure, just not sure. the adjective uh, I would use for any, any group. Uh, but our offensive line, you know, re- remember when I said that I like Spencer Brown because he's a punisher Yeah, and you know, we're going to get, well, we've seen a few penalties of him being uh, over exuberant, if you will. <laughs> but I think that is infectious and, I think there's a physical nature to their performance right now that is um, welcome. Yeah, uh, they, they they appear to be more physical, more point of attack type play than spread run kind of stuff. So more violent with the hands. I'd still, you know, in watching Spencer, I still want to see him fire his hands a little faster on, on pass pro, mm-hmm. uh, but he'll learn. He'll get there. So when we talk about the good from this football game, the things that we liked, I loved the adjustment. So I loved the the, the Buffalo Bills have not necessarily been known for, at least in Josh in, in Sean McDermott and Josh Allen's tenure, Brian Dable's tenure, they've not been known for we're struggling. Uh, the wheels have not come off. We're just on the struggle bus. As uh, to to use your phrase, we're pushing a rock uphill. Generally speaking, in the last several years, when that has happened, they continue to struggle. If they try to deviate or move to the to the run or something else, it, it, there just doesn't seem to be any success there either. I loved that, for whatever reason, Josh was firing piss missiles at people and trying to throw the football through through their chest pads. And basically, it turned into whether Brian Dable was like, I'm just going to start calling a bunch of runs, or Sean McDermott said, you know, Hey, Brian, uh, call some run plays. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened there, but it worked. It wor- And it worked well. It, it, the, the team rallied behind it. it. There was almost like there was a they – they almost saw the white of their eyes, the Falcons' eyes. They knew that the Falcons were – pick an adjective. Cold, not as good, not ready. I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, one thing that I truly enjoyed was the adjustment mid-game because it was mid-game and they abandoned mm-hmm. the pass and it worked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think they had to establish a physical uh, attitude and presence. I, You know, like every Buffalo Bills fan, I'm not super thrilled that it's Josh, you know, getting 80 yards on 13 right. carries or whatever the hell it was. Uh, eight carries, I don't know. Uh, but I will say this, I, I and I've always said this, that Josh seems to do well when he gets a carry early, a successful carry early. Yeah, yeah for sure. And you know there is a point and that, that that could be a feel thing from the coaches like you know sometimes you feel in your belly you know what i think if we can just punish them with the run a little bit we are going to break their will yeah and you know from the tv screen from you know section 32 if there is one that's hard to to see you know because you got you got 10 minds thinking offense you know some on the on the field and some up in the booth and same on defense, and sometimes the defensive coaches are telling you the same thing too, and it, it it just could be, hey, I think we at this point we need to show our guys that we're with them physically, that we believe in them physically, right. and we're going to give them a chance to just 
just push through it. But I think by and large, as far as carrying this attitude further, you know, you, that's the thing. Like you forget the game, remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you manhandle a group like that, you know, you stand six inches taller. You know, your biceps are three inches bigger. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's like when your kid makes a basket, right? Right. Or comes right. home with an A plus on a report right. card. You know, you feel like you finally did something right as a parent when everybody knows you're a failure. So what did what did you have from a good standpoint besides just making that flip, that adjustment mid game? Yeah, man. I think our secondary keeps just oh. you know evolving and playing really well. Talk about it, right? Yeah, they they just you know every everybody was I think afraid, and even though I said next man up, and and that's the way the feeling is in the locker room, next man up. They really have embodied that and mm-hmm. stepped up their play uh, to to fill the void, so to speak, from um, Tre'Davious White. <clears throat> Again, I, I think that. Uh, defense of the front seven they got after the quarterback a little bit better i saw a little bit more excitement it could have been the presence of star getting back into the mix you know quiet um maybe confidence leader of the group uh they they seem to come free the d you know that that was good stuff yeah offensively we we already went through it i mean what's crazy is now that i think about it did dawson knox have a catch in the game uh i don't know i can check i don't remember um i don't remember i think yeah yeah, i mean that that's kind of a cool thought right i mean he's been kind of a almost a safety blanket or safety valve or outlet they double teamed him big time they they purpose purposefully took him out of the game yeah i I think having cole beasley makes a difference man zero for zero they they were bracketing beasley as well and i I know and that that makes a difference for sure. And the funny part is, is, is both those guys live kind of right now in the same area. So Beasley and Knox live in that kind of inside the inside of the box, three to five yards, two to five yards. They're not really doing Knox down the field like they do with George Kittle or Mark Andrews or, you know, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Like he's not running a lot of those seam patterns yet. When are we going to see a, a seam play from Dawson? You've got to think that he, if he gets a seam route, a seam route, that he's going to be able to succeed on something like that, but yeah, but we do so much over the middle with Cole Beasley. It's kind of hard, you know, if we're not if we're not playing the sideline as much. I mean, we'd really have to kind of game plan because you protect the middle with Cole Beasley. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. It's not just that he's running across the middle. He's sitting. So yeah, yeah. then you're bringing an extra defender on your seam route. Of course, you know that's just my, you know, thirty thousand foot view. Certainly, sure, they sure. can they can game plan it. But I, I love the play. I mean, it, it's brilliant. You got to have the right matchup, obviously. The wrong linebacker on our right tight end, or you know, uh, a shorter safety or nickel corner. Yeah, well, you saw Metzelars do it a million times. We, the Bills have seen Rob Gronkowski do it against us a million times. Hurts. It's just a, it's a, it's if it's if it's done well, it's almost indefensible from a from yeah. a good a pass catching tall tight end brian bowers my guy brian it's good to see you hey, thank brian. you for being a part of the show thank you for the super chat oh man he says stevenson marquez appears to lack vision on returns leading him into running into the back of his own players and getting lit up every time he's tackled then there's the ball security issues this is one of those situations for me where you know jay spence and i broke it down and talked a little bit about it last week on the hump day hotline the stats don't tell the story so last week you know against the patriots He's averaging whatever it is, 15 yards for return on a punt. But it's that it's that first 15 yards clear until he runs into the pile. Like versus Andre Roberts, who he had here for the last couple of years, and I don't know if you caught it, had a return for a touchdown yesterday. 
And you just find him finding the creases and finding the lanes and navigating through the crowds of people, which he does well. Stevenson, whether it's, I don't even know if it's a rookie thing, if it just takes time, it just doesn't seem like he has that same vision. Where are you at on Marquez? Man, we, we talk about this all the time. I'm sorry. I'm not looking for a guy who's who's going to you know have a 10-yard average every game. I just don't want to go backwards. I don't want holding calls, and I don't want fumbles. I mean, honestly, I just – you know, I know you everybody out there is like, we need a dynamic returner, and I just think those guys are – you can't look into their face and see who they are. You can't pick them on draft day all the time. I mean, sometimes yeah. you get lucky – and, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to like, OK, we're going to draft this guy to return kicks. Well, where do you find him outside the, the first or second round? And then is he only going to be our return guy? And then you got all this money invested in a guy who makes, you know, seven plays a game. I just just don't fumble. <laughs> you know, if you I don't care if you get 10 yards and run into the back of Joe Miller and fall down. I'm OK with that as long as nobody holds and I and I could start my drive. At the worst, at the 19 and 7 eighths yard line. That's it. That's all I want as an offensive lineman. I think it's twofold. I think, A, the Buffalo Bills fans, Bills Mafia, has been super-duper spoiled over the last couple of years with Andre Roberts. Andre Roberts is a game-changer. Yeah, but you can't keep everybody, Joe. Well, he hang on a second. He only got $2 million to go to the Texans, and then the Texans released him. They, like, they like waved him. Like, hey, bro. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. So they, they, so they could have brought him back. Now here's maybe maybe he never refills the coffee pot in the locker room. <laughs> maybe he never makes the new pot. This is this is where the rubber meets the road for me. We watched this Buffalo Bills football team again, different year, 2020. No fans in the stands, which makes a big difference for offenses when there's no crowd noise and things like that, which you can speak to, hearing checks, hearing calls, everything you can hear everything going on on the field, even with them pumping in whatever it was, no crowd noise level at 89 or 90 decibels, which isn't even that loud. There's something to be said for what we watched Andre Roberts do most of the season in the last two years, where the Bills were given the ball at the 35, the 38, the 40, because he can find those creases, those lanes, versus a game like the Colts game in the playoffs, where they basically took Andre Roberts out of that game. And the Bills started most of their drives in the first three quarters inside their own 20, 15, 10-yard line. Like, it was a problem. The Bills had a really hard time offensively that day because they couldn't kind of get out of their own way because they couldn't get out of the shadow of their own goalposts. So there's there's a part to be played there outside of if you guys could just not commit blocking in the back penalties, which I don't know how. We've talked about this and laughed. 2021, 2022, how these guys are still shoving guys in the back. Like, just don't shove a dude in the back. If you see his name plate, or don't, don't like, touch him. Don't reach out like you're trying to take his overcoat off. You know what I mean? Just don't yeah, look, shove I'm, him in the I'm back. I'm with you, man. I, I don't know what the solution is, but but we can't go backwards. We can't go sideways. We can't bring a guy back. Andre Roberts, he's gone. So we got we to gotta fiddle and mix with the guys that we have right now and just, you know, look, ball security number one. Catch the football. Question. Right? Question. Yeah. Have you ever, and I already know the answer. I'm just wondering if you're going to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you ever been in the situation, season's over, it's off-season time, there was no Twitter when you played, but you catch wind, whether it's from another player that you're friends with or it hits the news, XYZ player isn't re-signed by the Bills, and you're like, that's a problem. 
Like, we need that guy. And then the guy that they picked to replace him isn't as good. And you're like, told you. <laughs> you don't need to use names. I'm just wondering if you've been in that spot. I don't know, man. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I, I think there have been a couple of times where I was like, wow, that, that's surprising. Thurman but, going to the Dolphins? How about that one? What's that? <laughs> Thurman going to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I just uh, – the one thing that Thurman did, they re-signed him and retired him as a bill. I never yes. did that. I, I never thought about it, you know, in retrospect. I guess I'm retired as a Cardinal unless Joe signs me. Can you sign me on the show right now, Joe? I would Joe? love to. I would love to. I'll send yeah, you a contract. Yeah, listen, dude. I mean, you know, it, again, when Tredavious White went down, the, the mentality was next man up. And we all know that every every season somebody's going to be a casualty to the numbers game, the salary cap game, the density of need here and the lack of density of, of, of what's there. It, yeah, look, if you, if you think that this game isn't evolving at the speed of light upstairs sure. in the sure. administrative offices, uh, you know, you're, you're – your wishful thinking there. I just want to talk about T Dobbs comment here that says they can't give a guy six million to return kicks. Uh Andre Roberts got two. two they can give me six. There can be a lot of fumbles, <laughs> a lot of muffs. I tried to field a punt once. Andre got two. They put in, the jugs machine out. They got the offensive line down at the other end, defensive line at the other end of the field, and they shot the balls up into the air. My God, I've never been so dizzy, disoriented, discombobulated <laughs> in my entire life. I had vertigo. I tripped over all three of my feet. It was horrifying. <laughs> I mean, it was, and now to, you know, I I I had the luxury or uh, to to carry the ball a couple times in my career, and I got hit so hard. And every time I I pick up the ball and ran it and got hit, I put it on the ground and pretend like it didn't hurt when all I wanted to do was cry. And then I'd look over at Thurman Thomas and say, Oh my God, you're the man. And I'd say, I'm never touching that thing again until That's the funny. next time. Until the next time when you score a touchdown, right? Mm. How many touchdowns did you score? One or two? I'm one. One touchdown. Yeah. I'm one for two with a drop. Would you, would you think when that ball went to Deion Dawkins on Sunday and he was double covered in a pile, he's coming out of a pile and Josh is like, here you go. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I really wanted Dion to get it, but you know he played it off so well. If you you watch the broadcast, he he goes up to the camera and he goes like that, like I was that close. When in truth, I mean, it was like a, it was an abyss between him and the ball. Did you hear his post game press conference when he asked him about it? No, he's like, all I know, and I'm paraphrasing. All I know is I was in a pile of people, and that ball came, and I knew one thing: Josh really trusts me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not in that instance he trusts you, but he trusts you when he, you're lined up there in the two point stance. That's so funny. Back. So when we're talking about the work, what did you see from this football game that the Bills need to work on? Yeah, I mean, the glaring thing obviously is no turnovers in the uh, in the return game. I thought uh, just two two things come up. It's the it's the run defense, and it's the uh, the return game. Keep mm -hmm. the ball. I think the the mental work. You know the the we're at the end of the line here. You know we're approaching approaching the asymptote. Right, mm -hmm. it gets really <clears throat> tight now. Right, and <clears throat> every single detail matters. You know how much are you studying your playbook? How much film are you watching? Um, every step in practice that you take, every rep has got to be a, a real rep. 
you know, like Marv Levy used to say, practice doesn't make perfect. Mm. Perfect practice makes perfect. Wow. And that was the emphasis that, you know, you have to have approaching the end of the season. You got a lock in the playoffs right now, but you could still get better, man. And it's if it's the that first step you take on the backside when you got to cut a guy off or recognizing the change in his alignment if you know he's coming inside on me and you don't take that big you know first kick step that it's a shallow four inch step and you keeping your eyes on that inside shoulder and of course these are all offensive line analogies because i don't know anything else in the world <laughs> but it's 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 late in the season everybody's tired you know you're probably sick of half your teammates in one way or another but you've just got to remain laser focused on the details and it's exhausting, man. Yeah, it yeah. is exhausting. These guys are crawling into the locker room today to get treatment. Their bodies are aching. It's not this game that they're aching from. It's the yep. accumulation yep. of yep. everything. I mean, it's a beatdown out there. Yeah. Uh, just imagine, you know, for 60 times a day, you just stopped what you were doing and for six seconds just tried to pick up a freaking boulder and just with every muscle in your body straining and, you know, and, and with the mental anxiety of it, meaning everything. Right. <laughs> and it just, it accumulates. Right. And if you're one of the smaller guys, it's basically guys like John Fina throwing a boulder at you. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Brian Bowers wants to talk as much as this would be more part of the good Harrison Phillips, who has literally been playing better than his 2019 season when he got when he when he tore both of his uh ACLs he's playing on a torn PCL I believe or MCL so he's got an injured knee right now but he is really rounding out into form him and Ed Oliver together are becoming kind of like the go-to tackle combination for this football team and Ed Oliver it's funny to me because coming into the season if I can kind of give you away a little bit you had kind of mentioned that if Ed doesn't pick up his game, this is early, early, that Ed is one of those guys that might be on a bubble. And I was like, you know, I can't disagree. I guess we'll see. And Ed has played himself into re-signed territory, right? And but but Harrison and him together, I mean, Harrison has been playing incredible. I have nothing else to add to that. But right. look, you're on if you're on the bubble every year For sure. when you're when you when you're coming off some I don't want to say, you know uh underperforming performances right i mean everybody knows that ed oliver has the tools and for whatever reason we just weren't seeing it and we're seeing it right and if it's it's because harrison was uh there star latulale was not there last year now he was in then he's out harrison's playing really well that makes that makes both of them better players right yeah yeah for so, sure so i'm you know i'm just a big fan of the way it's going between them up front me too uh, it's hard not to root for a guy like Harrison Phillips. He's just, he's, he's all Buffalo. I mean, he's a great ambassador for the city. He's the bills this year, Walter Payton mm -hmm. award yeah. uh, nominee. He's just a good, he's just a good fun dude. And I think the worst thing, the media, the bills organization, anybody can do is compare a new player to a leaving legend. And I think the worst thing that the moth that the, the bills did was be like, look, we just redrafted the next Kyle Williams. And as much as he looks like it's, it's, it goes, I think I said this to you last year, it goes back to, 
uh, Todd Collins. You know, we were all sold this bill that Todd Collins looks like Jim Kelly. He throws the ball like Jim Kelly. Like he stands in the pocket like Jim Kelly. And it's like, I watched him play football. I was like, that's not Jim Kelly. Like, I don't care what you tell me. That's not Jim Kelly. And there was an aspect early on for Harrison Phillips that he was not Kyle Williams. And I'm not saying that he is now either. He's becoming Harrison Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's, (laughs) this league is, it's not as beautifully cut and dry as we and we content creators would like to make it. Right. You know, and, and getting your feel and God, I mean, what a horrible position to play defensive tackle. <laughs> I mean, oh, what sure. a miserable lot in life you've chosen to be a D tackle. I mean, they're they're coming from you at angles or they're zoning you. My leverage, my gap control. If I guess wrong, I look like an idiot. Uh, forget it. Um, <laughs> that's why my boys play offensive line. Um, he's doing really well, and you never, you just don't know the growth curve for everybody. Some people come in immediately and they're world beaters. Uh, I expect uh, a hell of a lot more from Basham next year, from Rousseau next year, yeah, from yeah. Phillips next year. Uh, Ed Oliver is going to be a star next year. Epinesa has got to really explode next year. But I think that that, you know, flowing these guys through with leadership from Addison and Hughes can only benefit us fans in the long run and really when it, when it all boils down to it it's only about us fans so yeah yeah I, I do like that development let's get pam's question up here there it is off topic and i'm gonna actually get i'm gonna add a fold to, to pam's super chat Th- pam thank okay. you for the super chat yeah uh you know how john and i feel about you we think you're amazing and awesome so thank you for being a part of the show you mentioned marv john being on two teams and i would borderline say that you've been on three teams because there was a stark contrast four teams there was a stark contrast between the early to mid nineties bills and the late nineties, early 2000 bills, very different football teams, very different management, different, like completely being on two teams. What did you love and not love about both teams? Or if you want to add the three, which did you like better loaded question? Yeah, not a loaded question at all. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you flat out, you know, playing for um, Marv Levy and Wade Phillips, that was a continuation of the same. I mean, it's good. Gentlemen coaches who expected you to be an adult, to show up on time, to do the things that you're supposed to do. Didn't want to babysit, didn't mm-hmm. want to threaten, uh, that that were communicable. Uh, you know, you could you could have a conversation, just good guys. And 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 that was fostered from the top down, I think, from the general management, even though Bill Polian is known for being bombastic and you know very very hard to deal with he loved players and he was on the field and you know people say well you're a smart guy why didn't you negotiate your own contract because i didn't want bill polian or john butler looking into my face telling me i'm a piece of garbage because that's how (laughs) negotiations go i'll pay somebody to listen to that i got enough people telling me i'm not worth a thing but the whole environment at one bill's drive when I was there with Wade and with Marv was just wonderful. I I mean, during the lunch hour, I would go up and see the people in the ticket office and facilities management and security and marketing. And everybody was just wonderful. (laughs) Tom Donahoe comes in and Greg Williams. And it was like all the goodwill was gone. Mm. Changed. Excuse me. (coughs) It, um, it just had it, it. Everybody was walking on eggshells, right, 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 all the time. 
<laughs> I'm not crying. I just got something in my throat. No worries. Um, Take- and then I went to Arizona, yeah. and it was equally bad. Right. It was awful. Yeah. So I know that while you're while you're hacking up along there real quick and clearing your throat, um, I also you know, I think one thing that never gets talked about and questions it, and we're off the rails. We're we're rabbit trailing here for a minute, which is great. Um, and fine because we're going to get information that you know wasn't really necessarily information that was widely public. Wade Phillips was, and I don't, somebody in the chat's going to know, you're going to remember, they were asking him to let go of, I believe, the special teams coordinator. And Wade was like, I'm not doing it. So Ralph fired him. Or the general manager. Somebody fired Wade because he wouldn't do that. Where were you at when that happened? Were you kind of on Wade's side? Did you agree with Wade? Like, no, I that dude's standing up for his guy. I want to stand up for that. Like, I, I love that. In the end, yeah, it got him fired. I- <clears throat> It sent it sent the bills it was down. Bruce DeHaven, right? So yeah, Bruce DeHaven. It sent the it sent the bills down a trajectory that turned into seventeen years. Eventually, seventeen years of no playoffs. Yeah, I mean, like the cursed curse of the babe. No, right, um, right. look, I'm I'm not a fan of firing a guy for you know one bad play, one bad decision. I mean, I probably would have played one game in my career. So, right. Right. Uh, I don't know if that I, I had heard that rumor. I never asked Wade that question directly. Um, and obviously Wade's been in football since, you know, before we were born mm. and, and then some right, uh, right, with right. his daddy. <clears throat> and, um, I think people in relationships and the love of the game and, uh, I think the longevity of the game meant more to him than betrayal, than, yeah. than, than, than cutting somebody loose when, when it didn't meet your standards for letting somebody go. Yeah. And if that were the case, then I love Wade Phillips even more. Well, there's, um, there's there's something to be said for whatever was going on back then, Bruce DeHaven's being in charge of the special teams, and you've got Chris Watson, the punt catcher, on your team. My guess is, and Wade's stance probably could have been, you know, Bruce DeHaven's didn't sign that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? So you, you want me to fire him because we got a bad punt catcher and like bad special teams, but it's, you know, he's, he's basically using what he's. Been yeah. I mean, we, we had a whole, we had, we had a lot of problems. I mean, every team does even successful teams have a lot of problems in the locker room at positions, sure, you sure. know, it's how well you can adapt and cover them up and evolve throughout the season. You know, just, just as everybody wants to say, including you, that this is the best offensive line. <clears throat> five that we've got going right now and why didn't we find out earlier well just because that's not how the timing works and you know you it's hard to pull a guy out um you know for for whatever play and it's hard to get confidence if if you don't have confidence in the guy in the preseason enough to start him then you know it's really kind of an imbalance somebody has to do really bad and the guy has to look a hell of a lot better because sometimes Somebody looks bad, but that guy's on the other guy's only about right here in your confidence, you know, in your mind yeah, and yeah. in your heart. So it's, it's, it's not as black and white as it is, you know, in the Sunday papers or the Monday, uh, sports line or the Jerry Sullivan, the Jerry Sullivan column. Yeah. Poor Jerry <laughs> Sullivan. Jeez. I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to just think that miserably all the time. And I like to, I like to believe that it's just an act though. Like he knows what he's, he's just an instigator. You know, he and I didn't get along. I think that's common knowledge. I, you know, um, but I'm I'm just a different cat. You know, I I root for the guys that are on the field, and that's why we um, love you. 
Yeah. Well, and, and in the end, I mean, until football cures cancer or feeds the world, you know, it's like going to the movies. It's yeah. an entertainment dollar and, and it yeah. hurts and you carry it with you a little bit longer than, you know, when Tom Cruise puts out a crappy movie. But <laughs> hell, <clears throat> well, we're getting long in the tooth on this show. So let's wrap it up by talking about next expectations as far as the Jets coming into town and the Bills needing to take care of business uh, to win the East, secure the AFC East and provide themselves with an opportunity for a home game in the playoffs, which. Home field advantage in the playoffs is always a very positive thing. But uh, what are your expectations? Now, keeping in mind that the Buffalo Bills, or I'm sorry, the, the, the New York Jets coming into Buffalo had a, they were, they were up. They had put some points <clears throat> on yeah. the Bucks this past weekend. Yeah. And then amidst the Antonio Brown circus, which we still don't have clarity on, the Bucks still came back and thumped them. Yeah. Well, Look, it's a division game. I say it every time it's a division game. You're probably sick of me, like pretending like uh, you know every team is a world beater. But I, I don't, I don't like playing the Jets the last game of the season after they came off a, you know, fairly decent showing against right. uh, the top top two, top four team in the NFL. I mean, that's well, no also, fun at all. They've beaten the Titans, the one seed, and they've beaten the Bengals, who right. are the two seed, I think. So <laughs> that's where I, that, so that's where I'm going back with, you know, what do you need to do? I mean, you gotta you gotta file the nail, man. I mean, you just gotta everything has got to be pinpoint. And with a team like this, the, here's what they have to do. They have to win the first half. Yeah. You yeah. gotta win <clears throat> You got to win the first offensive drive with a field goal or a touchdown. And you have to shut them down and you have to win the first half. Yeah. And a team like this, that's what are they, four and 12? They'll break, they'll give, but they're not going to do it just because you walked in the door. Right. You know, you have to exert your will on them. I don't expect a lot from the Jets uh, if we get on top of them early. Uh, Zach Wilson, you know, I, I think that we get to Zach Wilson and we score in the first quarter, I think the game gets out of hand. If we allow long jet drives uh, and we don't, we don't score in the red zone, then this game goes into the third quarter, but Bills still win by a score of, I think 31 to 14. Nice. Yeah. It's they're going to, and we didn't get to it when we talked about the work, the bills, Particularly Josh Young, they're going to have to cut the turnovers. Josh, I mean, they're going to have to be better in that. They're going to have to be better about ball security. They're going to have to be better about, you know, as far as not making plays they shouldn't make. Josh Young, you know, as much as the balls were tipped, you know, one of those tip balls was a very questionable pass that he shouldn't have thrown. He could have easily just, it's better to take the sack there. As much as we're all losing our minds if he takes a sack there, it's better than throwing a pick in, in the red zone, which Josh, you know, that was the second. Yeah. Red zone interception of his career in the regular season. He had one against the Chiefs last year. It just, yeah, they're going to have to be better about that. I, I like your score assessment. Um, for me, the Bills came out fast this weekend as well, even with the muffed punt. They still, you know, first possession went on the field and scored. I, I, I think they're, they've, I think they've found some of that mojo. They found some of that moxie. They've gotten it back a little bit. And I think that that's probably now becoming the expectation. As you said, you do this and you stand six inches taller. I think they came out of that Tampa Bay Bucks game like we kind of found ourselves. Like we, mm. you know, we like the way this jacket fits. Like it, it, it fits me pretty good, and it carried into the next couple games, including this one. So well, and it cuts both ways too. Like when I said earlier, you know, forget the game, remember the feeling. Yeah, those the, those interceptions really 
just those are bad luck. Uh, you know, I think you saw my tweet. I said, you know, just just as good luck yep. does bad luck yep. has to run out soon too. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, Josh can just say, look, you know, between Cole and whoever the sideline route was, you guys ran shitty routes. You're too close together. I got too many guys covering two guys. Right. Uh, you know, that was Cole's ball. But they were too close together, so he didn't know. And then two tips. But the feeling remains. If you're Josh Allen, it says it. It says he threw three interceptions. So I think you get a rebound effect from Josh a little bit. But time to close the show, dude. I got a boogie. So uh, what do you got? Let's wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by Q42 on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast and podcast network we appreciate you so much tuned in to the show and we appreciate you spot not sponsoring but taking care of q42 if you're looking for some barbecue sauce from carolina for some traditional barbecue sauce go to q42 barbecue.com type in the the, the promo code fina show and get 15 percent off of your order but uh yeah i'll let you have the final words and then we'll uh we'll end this thing and we'll get on with our week Finish strong, Bills Mafia. Root from your seats this weekend. Get back into the stands the following week, and let's uh, let's keep the victory train growing. Uh, going. I love Victory Monday. And uh, Joe, from me to you, go Bills. Oh, hang on a second. We got a gigantic super chat. Two seconds from Jeff King. Jeff oh. King, thank you so much for the super chat. You are the man. Appreciate you, buddy. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Happy New Year to both of you and your families. Wishing you all good health and prosperity, Joe. A happy belated birthday to your daughter, McKenna, which was we celebrated family birthday today, which is why I don't have film. Uh, no film breakdowns today because I was we were with family and just so happened to be my grandfather's last name. McKenna, son of Kenna is what McKenna means. So and we named her McKenna because a family in our neighborhood was their last name was McKenna. And we had never heard the first name McKenna ever in our lives. And now everybody we know has some relative named McKenna. We have well, she's future. a lovely child, and Happy New Year to everybody else out there, too. That's very nice of you, Jeff, to acknowledge the lovely McKenna's birthday. Yes, and Trigg says his first red zone pick was against the Saints, and that's absolutely true. But for Joe Miller, for John Fina, stick around tomorrow, 9 p.m., for the Code of Conduct with Jay Spencer King, Wednesday, 9 o'clock, for the Humpty Hotline with myself and Jay Spencer King. But uh, he's already turned the lights out. The lights are out on John Fina, ah. but for me – for John Fina, for all of the Buffalo Rumblings crew, we appreciate you guys. We love you. Go Bills. John, give me a go. Go Bills, baby. Talk to you guys later.